0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're looking back on the year that was in BYU sports. What is your top BYU moment in 2018?
1: Steve Cleveland joins the show to talk Cougar hoops. What does he want to see from BYU in his final non-conference game? And the voice of the Cougars,
0: Greg Rubel, is in Starkville with BYU basketball. He'll join us live from Mississippi. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, live from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live. We are your day-to-day play-by-play right here in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Friday, December 28th. Great to have you with us. My name is Jason Shepard. Teamed up with a man who gave the movie Holmes and Watson its only positive review, Brian Logan. Hey,
1: man. Thank you. Thank you, dude. And I was paid to do that, so.
0: Well, okay. Well, that makes sense (laughs) because that movie apparently started at zero on Rotten Tomatoes and has bumped its way up to six. Mm. To the point I read this morning, and this is actually saving me money because my wife typically does not get into movies like that. But she was kind of excited to see this, so we were planning on going and and paying money to see this movie. I was excited
1: to see
0: it. Well, you did. You gave it its only review, remember? I was paid. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, it's to the point it's so bad, people are walking out in the middle of the movie.
1: What?
0: Like, in droves. Like, multiple stories of people just getting up because it's so bad. They're just walking wow, out. Oh,
1: my. So it's saving me from having to. This will definitely be a red box rental. You know, so back home in California, Bay Area, um, there would we, we'd call movie movie guys, right? Where mm-hmm. they would go and, and they would film the mo- <laughs> They would film
2: the movies, right? So you the were movie pirating TV. movies.
1: Yeah, I don't want to like to say that term <laughs> on this air, you know, live. But yes, um, and I, it's, it, I'm kind of sad that. You know, I can't. There's no, there's no movie man out here because I that would definitely be a movie where even though with this bad information that I got in the reviews, I would still want to see it. I still want to see it because now I'm intrigued of how bad it really. is. Yeah, you want to see if it if it lives up to the hype that it's that bad. I'd pay a dollar thirty three. Well,
0: that's what I'm know, saying. To, I'll rent it to,
1: to, to the pirate man. Oh, come that
0: when I when it's on uh, when you can rent it out of the uh, the red box. I'll get it for uh, for a dollar. I may even splurge for the two fifty for, <laughs> for HD. HD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here today's, here's today's show lineup. Former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland talks hoops in about 15 minutes, and why does he think opposing teams are shooting the ball so well against the Cougars? And Greg Rubel is in Starkville, Mississippi, to call tomorrow's basketball game against Mississippi, along with Mark Durant. We'll preview the game with him in 40 minutes, and we'll get his final thoughts on football's seven and six seasons. It's time to present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As we just mentioned, BYU men's basketball taking on Mississippi State tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Time in Starkville. Cougars are looking to snap a two-game losing streak. Pre-game coverage will begin at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on BYU Radio. The game can be
1: seen on ESPNU. Women's basketball opens up WCC play on the road against Santa Clara tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars finished their non-conference schedule at 8-3, which was their best start since the 2013-2014 season. So congrats Absolutely. Them. I'm looking for big things, man. That's the standard. The bar
0: the, bar. the bar is high. There's nothing wrong with that. Several former Cougars will be playing their final regular season game in the NFL this weekend. Jamal Williams and the Packers face the Detroit Lions at Lambeau. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints host the Carolina Panthers. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs battle the Raiders in Kansas City. Kyle Van Ooy and the Patriots host Bronson Kafusi and the Jets. And Fred Warner and the 49ers are in LA to take on the
1: Rams. Look at this, man. Come to Brigham, go to a bowl game, and go to the NFL. Come to Brigham, go <laughs> to the league. <laughs> Two players for men's volleyball made the 2019 Ryan Miller Award watch list, which awards middle attackers in the NCAA men's volleyball. Sophomore, Felipe. G- Gibrito Ferreira. Nice. And junior, Mickey. Yauhiainen. Nice. Yeah. Made the watch list. So yeah. congrats to those guys. Congrats to both of us on that one. Yeah. Oh. Hey,
0: it's the, oh. B- it's the B&J show, man. It's how we do it. Hey, it's teamwork. That's what yes, I like. That's what it is. Man. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's
3: Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: 2019 is right around the corner, and because we aren't on the air on Monday or Tuesday, today is our final show of 2018. That means we get the pleasure of looking back on the year that was in BYU sports. And there really were a lot of intriguing storylines all across Cougar athletics. And just to refresh your memory, here are just a few of the stories. BYU football, after a year away from postseason, back in a bowl game, you had women's volleyball going all the way to the Final Four. A fantastic season for them. Rhett Rasmussen with BYU Golf participates in the U.S. Open. You had the return of Nick Emery (laughs) to BYU basketball. Jeff Grimes hired as the new offensive coordinator for BYU football. We mentioned the bowl game, the performance of Zach Wilson, 18 for 18, just phenomenal. And Shannon Evans of BYU Gymnastics goes to Nationals, picks up a perfect 10 during the season, and is the first All-American in 14 years at BYU. Brian, what is your biggest BYU sports story of
1: 2018? Of course I got to go with football, man. Um, and, you know, something that 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 came, I'd say, second, really close to first um, was Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to be perfect. You can't get better than perfect, man. <laughs> I mean it just it just you think about it and your head starts to hurt because there's 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 no other truth than that right than perfection um but I have to say uh coach Grimes getting hired, and you know when I first came here in two thousand nine um and 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 my pastor. Um, at Centerpoint Church, Scott McKinney, you know, lo- talked about Coach Grimes and how he wished, you know, he was there. And how I got to meet him when I played, um, and so I already had some familiarity with Coach Grimes and, and just the buzz. And and when you look at what BYU has done, um, you know, in the past couple of, of seasons, e- even going back to Bronco, right, struggling with the offense, I think this just gave BYU fans a lot of hope. Right and um, and and a lot of excitement. Even though there some that were like, who, uh, uh, who's that, who's that guy? Um, when you look at his resume and where he came from and what he did previously, it was it was exciting, man. So I would I would say that was probably the biggest storyline. The the best part about this today was the
0: fact that we got to relive all of these. We we were sitting down yesterday and we were talking about all of these moments and. First of all, it was fun to kind of refresh your memory because sometimes, wow, that was this year. Sometimes you you lose track of time and you you kind of get your years mixed up. But to go back and relive these, it was so much fun to think of all of the the cool things that's happened with BYU athletics. When it came down to it, though, for me, the biggest BYU sports story in 2018 was women's volleyball. And number one, they made it to the Final Four. That's huge to be able to play as well as they did to get to the Final Four. Obviously, you know, they weren't able to advance past that, but that does not take away I from a you, great season. I
1: agree with you, dude. I just – it's just hard to go against football.
0: Ball is life. I, I completely understand. Ball, ball but here, life. you know, it's its not just the fact that they were a Final Four team. It was the fact that for 11 weeks, this team was the number one team in women's college volleyball. And, and not yeah. just – Beating teams. They dominated teams. They were sweeping they it, the yeah. majority of their matches. They took down Stanford. They swept Utah twice. They were legitimate national championship contenders.
1: And, and, and you know what? With, with BYU football and the, all the highs and lows that we go through um, as BYU fans, you know i i appreciate them for still being able to have some type of pride in yeah. BYU athletics for us as fans be like you know what we're we're number 1 we're number 1 we're we're number 1 you know so i i appreciate that and i think football ever since i i came in 2009 really overshadows a lot of performances stories like this um so shout out to to, to them for sure um, but but again, like I just said, performances right. Yep. Uh, with every good story and headline, there there comes performances. So here were some of the top performances in two thousand eighteen. First BYU gymnastics, Shannon Evans, um, great season for her, really really good. Looking at, if you can't watch it on TV, you know you look at the athleticism she right had a perfect there. Perfect ten this year. Hey, perfect. Another guy that had a perfect uh, performance, quarterback Zach Wilson. Uh, Then you have in women's volleyball, Ronnie Jones-Perry, track and cross-country's Roy Worry-Linkletter, Yo Lee Childs, you know, we all saw all all that, Um, and then BYU's golf, Peter Quest. So, out of all of the many options that I've given you, Jason, who is your top performer In 2018.
0: Well, for my biggest story, I went with women's volleyball. I'm not going to stray too far from that when I talk about the top performer for me in 2018 for BYU. And I'm going to stay with BYU women's volleyball. I'm going to go with with senior Ronnie Jones-Perry. She was a national player of the year candidate. And, by the way, should have won. And, yes, I'm biased. I have no problem admitting that. Why did she win? Uh, It ended up going to Stanford. That's that's, that's who ended up winning it was the player from Stanford. But Ronnie Jones-Perry... Was a first team All American. She was the WCC Player of the Year. She was the Pacific South Region Player of the Year. She finished the season number four in the nation in both kills per set and points per set. And she was the best player on the number one team in the country for months. She was a the dominant force on a team that advanced to the Final Four. She is my top performer for BYU she, in this, 2018. This, this is the thing with,
1: with voting, man. It's, it's always, what have you done for me lately? Nobody cares. Or I should say cares. Nobody remembers, you know what I mean, what you've done previously. I think the, everything that you've done up until the voting gets you there yeah. and it keeps you in the conversation and it makes you stay relevant. But what? False move, man. One false move. You know, it's like kind of like that best friend in, in elementary. It's like you guys have been best friends forever. They messed up one time. One time the, you didn't pick me first in flag football, and now I hate you. They For disown God. you. Yes, yeah. You're never coming over <laughs> to my house again. Can't play with my toys. None of that. So I go with Ronnie Jones Perry. Who are you going with? Going with Zach Wilson, man, football, football, I'm ball, favorite, is like, okay, my, ball is life, Ball is life, life, ball is life. Zach Wilson, man, I mean, we talked about it earlier, perfection right it's it's that that performance right there man was was unbelievable um you know to go eighteen for eighteen, and we talked about it yesterday, the fact that everybody's game is elevated because of this kid right here, and when you look at some of the balls that were thrown, yeah, there were good balls and accurate good decisions, et cetera, but you look at uh, at the catches right one hand uh, that one handed catch by um Ale Hefo, you look at um uh who who um tight end. Matt Bushman. Matt Bushman. How he one-handed catch on the sideline. On the sideline, how he just (laughs) completely shamed the DB. Right, the DB thought he had a friend, aka thought he had an interception, and then Matt Bushman came and stole his lunch. Boom. Nope. This is me. So, I mean, that type of stuff we weren't seeing throughout the year, right? So, again, the performance, yes, but the fact that he's elevated, you know, everybody. I have to say, Zach Wilson. Well, throughout our conversation so
0: far, we have mentioned several players who have earned All-American honors. That brings us to our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation
0: stat of the day. Check this out. In 2018, there were 19 All-Americans named across BYU sports. Woo! Now, that's first, second, and third-team All-Americans. That doesn't even take into account honorable mention. So you had 19 All-Americans that were either first-team, second-team, or third-team All-Americans. That is unbelievable.
1: Look, man, they get, they going to have to change our name to... Ball so hard, University. <laughs> you know, because we we got nothing but ballers. It's just it's a period. You know, I wish they did count honorable mentions. I was an honorable mention All American Sports Illustrated. 2009. What year? Two thousand nine. Yep. Me and Max Hall. I only throw Max in there because it gives me a little bit more. <laughs> gives me just a little bit more recognition. I mean, yeah. Max, yeah. I was there too. Yeah. All right. So we discussed the biggest story of
0: two thousand eighteen. We've talked about the top performer for BYU in two thousand eighteen. What about the top? play of the year. These are just a couple, and certainly you can come up with your own. One that we brought thought of was the trick play at Wisconsin. Obviously Alevahifo to Moroni Laulupututau for the touchdown. Great play. You had Yoli Childs posterizing the Utes with a ferocious dunk in Salt Lake City. This one was great. BYU softball's Caitlin Aldridge catching a foul ball while flipping over the dugout wall. And by the way, that was number four on SportsCenter's Top Ten. Also on SportsCenter's Top Ten, Mary Lake's dig versus the University of Utah. Those were just a couple of the plays that we thought of for the best play for BYU in 2018. What's
1: your top play for BYU this all, year? All great plays, man. Um, love the the Yeldi one as well. Um, but, again, you know. Just, just, let, me, let me guess. Let me guess. Go ahead. Go You're going to go with the football play? That is, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Um, and I'm going to go with the theme of the last, you know, 37 and a half hours. That we, Zach Wilson? That we, Zach Wilson, man. Zach Wilson and his play um, in the red zone. Excuse me. In the blue zone. Where he jumps over <laughs> an NIU defender. And as he is making his way down, he slaps not stiff arm. He slaps the other defender. The second defender coming <laughs> down to the ground, and then you can wait for it. The swag afterwards. The stare down. Like boy, don't you get up? Because if you do, I will smack you down. It's like it's the look that he gave that that defender is like when you do something bad in church and your mom looks at you like gives you that stare down. Oh, yeah, like don't the you? Stare, you don't the want stare. Want you, the stare. Don't, you don't even gotta say nothing. That's the type of look. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's the type of look that Zach gave. You know, that defender. So I would say that definitely by far is uh, my top play. Okay. Team. I'm
0: going with basketball here. And this is not recency biased. I'm talking about Yoli's dunk over the University of Utah. I don't believe there was a single play that got as much attention from fans and media. And when I say media, I'm talking both local and national. It was a sports center top ten play. You even had NBA players Tweeting about the dunk, Donovan Mitchell of the jazz he tweeted out the the, the big eyes he <laughs> retweeted the dunk it was and let's be honest, it also upped the game because it was against Utah oh, of course he I mean, posterized. The two Utah players. That to me is
1: the top play for BYU. I, in I 2018. feel like my my heart and my spirit and my soul <laughs> is like touched for that young man that got dunked on. Like like literally like we, we know in sports when when you say bless bless your bless his soul. Bless, his, bless that young man's soul for having to go through that situation right there. And I am embarrassed for you. However, Yoli, man, I appreciate it. And you kind of, after, after football, right, you know, losing is kind of like, mm, You're Right. Mmm, yeah, mm. So, yeah, I appreciate that.
0: Our question of the day, what is the biggest BYU sports story of 2018? Time to hear from you. This is Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Here's the thing I like about this topic. We're not saying we have the definitive list. If there's something that we missed that you think belongs in, absolutely bring it. We want to hear from you. Our first response comes from BYU underscore game day on Twitter. I like this one. BYU beat Utah in BYU women's volleyball, mm-hmm. BYU basketball. Yep. Men's cross country, mm-hmm. women's cross country, yep. BYU women's soccer, that too. men's golf, women's golf, baseball, mm-hmm. men's track, they did. women's track, yep. softball, uh-huh. rugby, soccer, Woo!
1: and lacrosse.
2: Yeah Yeah. Basically we own, way to start we own out, Voice of the
1: Nation. Basically we own Utah, especially what you what you're saying. <laughs> minus <gasps> minus football. Coming up, former coach Steve Cleveland, Cleveland joins us to talk about what he'd like to see from men's hoops in their final game heading into WCC play. Plus, Greg Rubel
0: chimes in on his biggest BYU story of 2018. That's coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official
2: outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: BYU basketball faces Mississippi State tomorrow in Starkville. Tip off is at nine or is at noon Eastern time on BYU Radio in the pregame with your boy, mm-hmm. Jason Shepherd, is at eleven A.M. Eastern. That's right. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU
0: sports play-by-play, Jason Shepard alongside Brian Logan, listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast, or you can watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day looking back on the year that was for BYU Sports in 2018, what is the biggest BYU sports story of 2018? On Facebook, Sarah Thomas Bobo says women's volleyball for sure. Mad respect for all their hard work and perseverance. That's where I went. That's where I went as well. And then on on Twitter, at Twiggy Your Stone, volleyball. Not often you have the number one team for the majority of the season. That's one of the things that played into my reasoning for making that the biggest story of 2018. You can join in using the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now to talk some BYU basketball, former Cougar head coach Steve Cleveland, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach Cleveland, thanks for
2: joining us. How are your holidays? Uh, It's been great. Always good to be back around the family, so it's all good.
0: Let's talk about this BYU basketball team. Tomorrow, it's final non-conference game. What have been your observations of this team through 14 games?
2: Well, you know, this is a team, I think from a positive standpoint, there's, there is really great chemistry. Uh, the, the staff and, and the players uh, in watching practices and just being around them. And there's a lot of really good things. I mean, they're eight and six. Could very easily be 11 and 3, and we'd probably have a, be having a different conversation. Um, I, I think the, the, my biggest observation is that two things: one, that everyone talks about that three-point shooting, the consistency of the three-point shooting. But I think just defending the three-point line, but more than that, just getting in a defensive mindset. And and it's you know the teams that, most of the teams that they're playing, the, there isn't really a great discrepancy in talent and athleticism. And it is just a matter of getting in stance, locking in, blocking out, um, not taking chances, and, and making people shoot over you and through you and making a commitment to the defensive end is something that I think will be the biggest need going into West Coast Conference play.
1: Coach, um, when it comes to the Cougars on the road, um, how concerned are you that they have not been able to come away with the true road win victory?
2: Well, they've had opportunities, and it's come down to a possession or two. They've had a couple of games where had wide-open shots, and the shot did not go down. It came down where they couldn't get a stop. And then there were a couple of other games where guys just stepped up and made big plays. But I think we'll go back to winning on the road. Things you have to do to win on the road consistently. One, you have to defend in the half court. You have to take care of the basketball. Turnovers, easy transition baskets for a home team gets the crowd going. You've got you've really got to control the game, and it's not to say that you can't play with pace and push the ball, but it, you would be ill advised on the road to come down and shoot early threes when you don't have proper rebounding and, and and have everybody in play. So, transition defense, misses, and turnovers. I think also winning on the road, the bench has to step up, and there there are some players there. They have some depth, but you know you, you kind of continue to look at Yoli and TJ and Jashir. You know, in the game in and game out, they're pretty consistent, but they need to get more play and, and more contributions from their four, five, six, seven, and eight guys to win on the road somebody's gonna have to step up and have a big game that's not expected
0: to that's a perfect transition into my next question you referenced the play of Yoli and TJ both have been stellar this season and in the case of TJ Haas over the last five games playing some of the best basketball of his career he's averaging about 20 points shooting the ball very well almost 60 percent from the field and I believe close to 50 percent from three what have you seen from both of those two players what stood out to you
2: I think one thing T.J. is he's, he's, he's playing with more patience. He's not in a hurry. You know, you, you, can, you can have control and you can go quickly, but just don't be in a hurry. He can pick his places. He can get into seams. He's drawing contact and getting to the free throw line. And he's not, taking, he's not shooting contested threes. I mean, he can shoot the ball from 25, 26 feet, but he just doesn't need to shoot contested. And I completely agree with you. T.J. has really, really been solid. I think more more than anything, T.J. for him to get to the next level has to really, really defend. And he, you know, he's guarding the, uh, the opposing team's one or two guards, and he can't get breaking. He just can't get broke down off the dribble. But I, I he's played well. Yoli obviously has play, he's been a stud all year. The thing that Yoli is finding, and I think he's going to find it going into conference play, is that his play's been so good that it's deserving of a double team and sometimes triple teams. Uh, they play Mississippi State. I'm pretty doggone sure of that. Even though they have pretty significant size, they'll do it different ways. They may go one-on-one. But I think Yoli's going to see a lot of double teams. And, again, if he's patient and can pass out quickly and then repost deep, he'll have opportunities to get, still get baskets at the rim. And I think that they've seen enough of it now that I think they'll be better. Cougars will be better at that in conference play. But both have had great first halves of the season.
1: Coach, something that has been uh, frustrating for me as a former player and uh, just as as an analyst when it comes to, to BYU football is opponents come in and for whatever reason um, they have the, their best games, right? I mean, quarterbacks barely uh, you know missing missing passes and running backs are running for thousands of yards. Um, and, and, and it just drives me, drives me nuts. Um, when you look at this year with, with BYU basketball, it seems like the same is, is going when it comes to teams coming in and, and having a very high percentage from uh, the three-point line. What do you think the reason is uh, when, when it comes to teams having success this year?
2: I think one of the things is that BYU has a great tradition in football and basketball. Look over the years. They come into a facility where there's 18 or 19,000 people. Even when they go on the road, they they travel well with large crowds. Everybody gets up for BYU. You start looking at the excellence of Coach Rose and and look at all the great coaches that have been here. There's been a lot of success on the hardwoods. And so there is that immediate respect that this is big-time basketball. We need to be ready. And, and so they, everybody comes in with a different mindset. They're not overlooking BYU. Even, even at a time when maybe BYU is 8-6, they know what they're capable of. But in terms of the high three-point percentages, I think it starts early. I think you have to have a, a mindset defensively that you're going to contain and contest. And usually what has happened to BYU is they've gotten broken down off the dribble. And then we have help, and then we have more help coming, and then it's a kick, and it's one more, and somebody's got their feet squared. And there's no hand in their face. So, number one, defending uh, and staying in your man. The second thing is turnovers have been a, bit, a little bit problematic just recently. And when you turn the ball over, you allow, again, guys to be in a position where they can shoot the ball with confidence. And the thing about teams, either they're at home or on the road, I mean, take a look at Vegas, who was really a four-three-point shooting team. They got some wide-open looks early at home. San Diego State, who they lost to, shot the three-ball really well. You know, they're a 40% three-point shooting team, 39 40%. So we knew they were pretty good. But usually it comes down to not being in a stance, getting beat off the dribble uh, or turnovers. Those kinds of things are what lead to this. And so those are things that need to get fixed. And they just – that penetration is creating. And I, as funny as it sounds, I think there there's some opportunities to play zone as well and match up and clog the middle where – there isn't, and you know, you, you say, well, zone, they can get in gaps and shoot the three. That's true. But it's easier when everybody has a responsibility to close out a foot or two and pack it in and make them throw over you and through you. So I think you've got to change defenses up a little bit, too, as well. And, and if, you know, I, I remember when Coach Rose has done this, I did it. Sometimes you come out of timeouts, in a triangle and two or a box and one just to throw them off a little bit. And those are good things to do in conference play.
0: We've mentioned it several times, BYU's game tomorrow against a ranked Mississippi State team, a top-20 team, a really good team. It's the final non-conference game for BYU before jumping into WCC play next week. What do you want to see out of the Cougars tomorrow with one final tune-up before West Coast Conference play begins?
2: If they go in there and get beat, have it be because Mississippi did it, not because you beat yourself. Mm. Go in there and compete at the highest level. And, and I think hey, Mississippi State is a good team, and you know they've got pretty much their entire team back from last year, their top five players, but they're not an outstanding offensive team. I mean, they and they've had close games. I mean, they were down at halftime to McNeese State. They barely beat Wright State, Wolford. They struggle with Wolford. So this is a team, this is is not a great shooting team, but it is a team that can go to the glass. They have good size, but this is a team that's typically not going to beat themselves. In fact. Ben Howland, three Final Fours, uh, you know, he, he, he's an outstanding coach and always has been. And you're, you're going to have to be really, really solid. You're going to have to defend for 25 seconds. You're going to have to block out and re- do those things. And I think that's how you evaluate this game. And if BYU shoots the ball well, a team like Mississippi State, if they got behind, they're not great at coming back from deficits because they don't have that kind of offense. But they are long. They are athletic. And, uh, and Coach Allen's going to have him prepared. And I know when I coach against Coach Allen, he oftentimes with double bigs and, uh, and, and sometimes cover down on a dribble. I think you're going to see some different defensive schemes from them as well on Yoli.
0: Coach Cleveland, appreciate the time as always. Good to hear that your, your Christmas was a good one, and uh, hopefully you have a happy new year, and we will talk to you shortly.
2: Thanks, fellas. Have a good week. You
0: too. There we go. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. This is definitely a a big game. This is a a game where BYU, like he said, get some confidence. Regardless of the outcome, get some confidence heading into West Coast Conference.
1: I I love his response in regards to why teams come in or, or individuals come in and they perform really well is because we're the big dogs. Yeah, We're the big dogs. Everybody want to take down BYU. I, I, I get it, man. I appreciate Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. You <laughs> have literally, you know, walked me back off of the edge. Coming up, we will hear from you with your top BYU sports stories for 2018. Plus, Greg Rubel weighs in on tomorrow's Hoops matchup between the Cougars and
0: Bulldogs. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is your place for cooler sports. With a social media twist, the latest episodes drop tonight. It's the best moments of 2018 in BYU sports. You can watch it on BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube
0: accounts. Hey, Let's keep it rolling here on BYU Sports Nation. Presenting today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We've talking a lot about it today. BYU men's basketball taking on Mississippi State tomorrow at noon Eastern in Starkville. Cougars are looking to snap a two-game losing streak. I'll have pregame coverage at 11 a.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio. The game can be seen on ESPNU. And I will probably
1: not be there with you. But you'll be listening. I will definitely not be listening. Whoa. Women's basketball Whoa. opens Don't need w- to be <laughs> so brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. The Bible says you shouldn't lie, so, you know, I'm just trying to live right. <laughs> Women's basketball opens up. WCC play on the road against Santa Clara tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars finished their non-conference schedule at 8-3, which was their best start since the 2013-2014 season. That's the
0: final weekend in the NFL. That means several former Cougars playing their final regular season games. Jamal Williams and the Packers face... The Detroit Lions at Lambeau, no Ziggy Anza. Taysom Hill, and the Saints host the Carolina Panthers. Hey Sam, Daniel Sorensen and my Kansas City Chiefs battle the Raiders in KC. Kyle Van and the Patriots hosting Bronson Kafusi and the New York Jets, and Fred Warner and the Niners are in LA to take on the Rams. My, my Niners, my, your Niners? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, uh,
1: fine. Now that Fred, I wasn't a Niners fan. I'm a, I'm such a bandwagon fran, fan with the Niners, dude. Ever <laughs> since Harbaugh left, I was. At done. least you admit it. I, Oh, Most people don't gosh. admit their bandwagon. Fans. Of course, man. I, don't, I have no shame in my game. Uh, two players for men's volleyball made the 2019 Ryan Miller Award watch list. Which awards middle attackers in the NCAA men's volleyball? Sophomore Felipe Gibrito Ferreira and junior uh, Mickey. Yauhi Ainen.
0: Made the watch list. Congrats to those guys. We're so proud of ourselves. It's time to get to our voice of the nation, our question of the day. What is the biggest BYU sports story of 2018? Let's get to some of your responses. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. On Instagram, and I don't know, uh, Weeg Manti. I don't know. I apologize if I butchered your Instagram handle. Weeg Manti. Uh, BYU footballs bounce back with freshmen. Oh, and that win at Wisconsin. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That that I mean, biggest biggest win of the year. Definitely. Yeah. Without
1: question, the biggest win of the year was ten, ten years. Well, and that's it's debatable, uh, right? We got, yeah, certainly. Jerem, I love Jerem for bringing this up all the time, which is. You know, how does the team that you beat that's ranked in that spotlight, how do they finish? And if they finish if, if they finish good, ranked, you know, somewhere top 10 or whatever the case is, not far from where they started, that's a pretty good win.
0: Look, I mean, you go back to the 2009 game, which I know you were a part of at it in Dallas at Jerry's World against Oklahoma. Certainly there were – it was basically a home game for Oklahoma in terms of the number of fans. Yeah, man. But here's the deal. But it, but it was technically – a neutral site game. Man. We're talking about a true road game in Madison, Wisconsin. Eighty thousand plus raining down on BYU, and BYU went in and knocked off the Badgers and they and jumped around,
1: jumped around you know in the locker you know room. Like, you know what it's like, man? It's like a true, it's like a Dave and Goliath story, but it's like it's like going to you know prom, taking you know the the prom kings girlfriend date which is the prom queen and then dancing with her on in front of in, the king in front of the king yes literally okay. in front of, that's that's what that was like that man. sounds like that may have been a, a, a disney, story that it's, happened to it's you like a disney movie no it didn't happen to me i was never prom no you i'm talking be. about you're the
0: one that took the prom queen
1: oh yeah yes okay we, we'll good. talk about that offline
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, this one from Julie Tracy, women's volleyball. They were ranked number one for most of the season, undefeated at home, beat Utah twice, and hosted the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's, that's, one, that's the reason why I went with women's volleyball. The, they're, not just the fact that they went to the Final Four, but that this was the number one team in women's college volleyball for 11 straight weeks. Too. And they weren't just beating teams. They were sweeping teams. They were dominating teams and, and moving on quickly. From them, they it was in my
1: mind the biggest story of 2018. I think that dominance, right, dominating is is the key word there, right? It's how you how you do it. You know, in football, so many times uh, teams you know battle for the number one spot or whatever, and they are barely winning. You know, offense does it, special team does it, but the fact that they did it, I mean, it was every time I looked, I was like, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Yep. No, nope, nothing new. Uh,
0: on On Twitter, uh, Tyson Peterson says, "I think it's the combination of Zach Wilson being the youngest BYU starting quarterback ever and him finishing the season with a perfect game." Kind of nice nice bookends a little bit. You get the youngest guy to, to start, yep. and then you get the perfect 18-for-18 18 18 in the final game of the season. Yeah, exactly. I like I, it. I,
1: I like it, especially because ball is life. <laughs> Coming up, we will talk to my favorite Canadian. Yes, over Drake, over Justin Bieber, okay. Greg Rebell. Uh, and
0: we'll find out if there's time for Dennis Pitta. Let's be honest. We're hosting the show today. There's going to be time for Dennis Pitta. There's a chance. There's. It's, it's happening. This <laughs> is BYU Sports Nation.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: BYU basketball faces Mississippi State tomorrow in Starkville in their final non-conference play. Tip-off is at noon Eastern on BYU Radio, and the pregame is with your boy Jason Shepard at 11 a.m. Eastern, and I will not be in the room with (laughs) him, nor will I be listening. It's hurtful.
0: Again, it's truthful, but it's hurtful. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Time for our question of the day. What is the biggest BYU sports story of 2018? A couple of responses in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Both of these responses... Have the same sport. Also, I'll kind of read them together. On Twitter, at uh, RacingCoog, and then on Instagram, Landon underscore list underscore 12. Both going with women's volleyball and the magical season, the run to the Final Four. Can't, uh, I can't disagree. That's, that's where I went. That was my biggest sports story of 2018. You can join the conversation 24-7 on social media. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. We've been talking about it, mentioning BYU in Starkville, Mississippi. That is where we will head now. Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars, joining us from Starkville on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Hi, Greg. How's Mississippi?
3: Hey, good morning, Jason. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Mississippi is cool and wet. Uh, major storm system uh, through the south and southeast yesterday and dumped a ton of rain on this area. Our flight into Mississippi was delayed through Atlanta yesterday because of all the storms, and so it was a, a wet and rainy night and uh, very soggy but pleasant uh, back in Starkville uh uh, for the first time since just last season, uh, BYU football played yeah. here last year, so it's uh, back-to-back visits to, uh, to Starkville or Stark Vegas, as they call it, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, delightful.
0: So you mean there wasn't the non-stop from Salt Lake to Starkville?
3: Well, for uh, for the players, it was a non-stop <laughs> from Provo to Starkville. They were chartering. Uh, no, ah, I was yes. I was doing the uh, doing the Salt Lake to Atlanta, Atlanta to Jackson, drive two hours to Starkville thing.
0: Oh, the planes, trains, and automobile uh, action yeah. this
1: holiday season. You're, you're good. You're a better man than me, Greg. I, <laughs> I would have tried to sneak on that on, on the flight. Uh, but, but before we get into to basketball, we, we've been talking and reminiscing about the 2018 year. Um, we, we talked about a couple of different um, categories, story, performer, top play. But let's start with the top story. What would you say is the top story of 2018 for you? Well, I'm going to
3: go with a collection of stories, and they kind of run the gamut. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, the, the performance of the women's volleyball team, obviously. Uh, both men's and women's cross-country teams, top ten finishes at Nationals, and football uh, getting back to the postseason, winning a bowl game and kind of getting back on track with an exciting freshman quarterback at the helm. So I think I I would give him maybe a collection of those three stories as maybe uh, the tops for BYU.
0: It really is fun when you think about all of the things that have happened over the past 12 months and all of the fun stories, and, you know, there have obviously been ups and downs, but when you you look at it, you look at the year as a whole, you you realize just how good – BYU athletics is from top to bottom. And it's fun to think back on all of these storylines. And within all of these great stories, there's obviously really great performances. So who's your top performer for BYU in 2018?
3: Well, before I get to top performer, I did just kind of reiterate that point, Jason. Uh, you know, BYU, whether it's the Commissioner's Cup in the West Coast Conference winning it so many years in a row, or the Director's Cup, with such a strong fall showing BYU one of the top teams nationally, including all those P5s. I, I, again, I, I think if you look at top to bottom where BYU athletics is right now, whether within the league or with the Directors' Cup nationally, BYU is excelling at a, exceeding, uh, rather, performing at a very high level right now. And, and it really does cover a ton of different sports and, and not just the marquee sports that, that people tend to focus on. As for top performer, uh, again, I'm going to give you maybe a bit of a collection here uh, but I think uh, I think Ronnie Jones Perry uh, clearly stand out. Uh, I, I think if, if we can if we can include the fall season of golf, Peter Quest mm-hmm. uh, has put together an amazing season <laughs> yeah. uh, for BYU golf, and he's still got okay, kind of a half a season to go for this year. And uh, and I think Zach Wilson throws himself into the mix because of how he kind of uh, you know took his team over uh, late in the season. And so uh, there's a handful of guys I think that that merit consideration. And there are others, whether it's uh, Erica Burke Jarvis or, or wherever you want to go with this. Uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, of individuals who deserve merit, but I think maybe those 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 I mentioned come to, uh, first to mind.
1: You know, Greg, um, I, I didn't know this until this morning. Where, where Jason, we had our stat of the day, and he, he said that 19 um, athletes uh, were all American or, or got some type of all American honors, not including honorable mentions. So that that really, you know, like like Jason said and, and you said. You know, as far as stepping back and looking at BYU athletics as a whole and how good we are, but you look at the individuals um, and just those awards really, really shows how good. Of athletes and the quality of athletes that we're getting here, and being able to, to nurture them as they uh, grow their throughout their careers. Um, but but with top performers, you also get top plays, right? Um, and and so with that being said, what uh, is is the top play in your mind, or top plays um, that that come to mind when
3: thinking about two thousand eighteen? Well, I'll and I'll give you three again. We're kind of going with hat tricks every time here. I'll go with uh, <laughs> I'll go with uh, um, the five blocks. Uh, against San Diego, the five yeah. consecutive blocks for, against San Diego for women's volleyball. That was an amazing sequence uh, within a game. I'll go with the 70-yard Zach Wilson to a Hefo uh, touchdown catch in the bowl game. Tremendous throw, amazing catch, holding off a guy, uh, tugging at Aleva's arm, uh, making a spin, making a juke, getting into the end zone. Tremendous play. And uh, and Yole's dunk against Utah. We'll go with those three.
0: Yeah, Yoli's dunk is where I landed on. I mean, there was so there's so many great things about it, but then the fact that it happened against Utah, it just it, it puts it on a different level. So you you get you and I are on the same page as, as far as that one. Let's we, we've obviously talked a lot about football and at seven and six. Now that the season is over, it's a winning season. BYU was back in a bowl game. A lot of goals that they set before the year, they they were able to check off, which is great. Now that the season is done, what are your overall thoughts on this BYU football season?
3: Well, I, I look at it as a springboard year. It, it, it was a rebound year in, in, in one way, a springboard, a springboard year in, in another. I think it was really important that BYU get back to the postseason now not just get back there but but win the bowl game, and that they did. I think a lot of difference I think there's a lot of difference between six and seven and seven and six, and I think everybody's able to uh, um, you know look forward with a little more reasonable optimism because of how many people are back on offense in particular, uh, the offensive line returns almost entirely intact and, and really with Zach Wilson right now, people tend to, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, kind of uh, raise the standard of the ceiling right now for how good this BYU team can be uh, next year, especially on offense with a full off season to go, uh, with Zach able to, uh, uh, you know, kind of inherit that role and then hopefully grow within it while still getting competition. You can't, you can't have a situation where it's just, uh, uh, you know, by acclamation, you've got to have competition, and, and I think BYU will have that, and hopefully, will you know, Zach will grow because of it.
1: I agree with you there, Greg. I mean, competition it doesn't even matter if you if it's sports, right? I mean, in, in jobs, business, business life it doesn't really matter. Racing your your sibling to the front seat of the car, right? Um, is it's it, it just makes you better. Um, and and uh, so love what you say saying there, and, and hopefully, the coaches understand that and implement that. Um, going back to, to basketball, and we'll finish with, with you and, and the setting there. Um, this basketball team is trying to avoid their second three-game losing streak. Um, what area do you feel like BYU needs to focus on before WCC play begins?
3: Well, I, I, I think if, if there could just be uh, a high level of, of – defensive intensity from the get-go. I I, I think BYU coaches really welcome that particular component, just a real fight and a real resolve and, and a real effort from the start to not have to get behind before maybe a switch turns on and that intensity level gets ratcheted up a little bit. I think we've seen great resiliency from this team in going down big the last couple of weeks, but if they can avoid just those kinds of holes uh, you know, I, I you know, it, it, just sort of not having to grind so hard to get back. But uh, the resiliency has been there. Uh, I, I think, if anything, maybe it's a little more uh, of a 40-minute game uh, as opposed to what we've seen the last couple of weeks, where they've really shown great spurts, uh, you know, of, of comeback and hustle, uh, you know, to, to get themselves back into games. But it just seems that that that, that the holes will become too big to overcome.
0: Greg, we'll let you get back to uh, game prep for tomorrow. Uh, You will be able to hear BYU at Mississippi State, a top-20 team on BYU Radio, pregame coverage at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Greg and Mark Durant will have the call at uh, noon Eastern Time, again, on BYU Radio. Thanks, as always, my friend, and uh, Happy New Year to you.
3: Happy holidays, guys. Thanks again, and uh, we'll be looking forward to being uh, on the air tomorrow, bright and early. Yeah, That's we right. have that morning. Pre- yeah, we are, it was at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. 9 a.m. a.m. Mountain Time. I'll be there. Yep.
1: I'll be, I'll be listening so, to you, Greg. I, I'm not listening to yep. Jason, but I'll listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: Okay. There we go. The Voice of the
0: Cougars, Greg Rubel on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
1: Hey, man. Um it kind of reminds me of of the Warriors and kind of the slump that they've been going through. They lost as, last as, night as, to the Blazers. As far, well, and when, you, when you look at defensively, right, they're not playing defense. I mean, they have very good guys on offense and, and can 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 win games when it comes down to, to the second, Or at least have chances, right? But when you don't play defense, there's, there's no chance, man. And like Greg's saying. Um, Are you, you saying know, defense wins champions? <laughs> That's why I love you, man. That's why you're my favorite. Don't tell Jeremy Or or Spencer. <laughs> Or Jeremy. <laughs> or Jeremy. Coming up, which former Cougars in the NFL have playoff spots on the line this weekend? Find out next in the Cougar Whip Round. And who will get the final elite voice of the day in
0: 2018? This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Steve Cleveland and Greg Rubel. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast or you can go to BYUSN.com
1: to view full episodes. And Dennis, man, you got to pick up your phone, dude. We tried to call you. We had seven, six minutes left, all for you. But instead, we got to whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU men's basketball takes on Mississippi State tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern. Yoli Childs ranks first in double-doubles in the WCC. And BYU ranks 15th in the nation in scoring. MSU won the last meeting, 79-74. to The series is tied 1-1. to Women's basketball. Women's hoops opening up West Coast Conference play
0: on the road against Santa Clara on Saturday. The game will be at 5 p.m.
1: Eastern time. Volleyball. Get ready for this teamwork, ladies and gentlemen. Right, Two tactic. players for men's volleyball made the 2019 Ryan Miller Award watch list, which awards middle attackers in NCAA men's volleyball. Sophomore Felipe Gibrito Ferreira and a junior Nikki Yauhiinen made
0: the watch list. Cougars in pro hoops. There we go. High five. Mr. Triple Double himself, Kyle Collinsworth, didn't get a triple double, but he led the Raptors 905 to a 122-111 win. Over the Lakeland Magic, Collinsworth had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists.
1: Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams and the Packers face the Detroit Lions Sunday at 1 Eastern. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots play the New York Jets also at 1 p.m. Eastern. Swiss Army Knife Taysom Hill and the Saints
0: face the Carolina Panthers at 1 Eastern. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs battle for home field advantage. She in the AFC playoffs taking on the Raiders at Arrowhead at 425 Eastern time.
1: Michael Davis and the Chargers face the Denver Broncos also at 425 Eastern. Fred Warner and my San Francisco 49ers play the L.A. Rams also at 425 Eastern. Such a bandwagon fan. But at least you admit it. It's fine. I'll admit that. I'll take perfectly it. perfectly fine. Today's
0: Rise and Shout. How about this? Let's give it to all the athletes. Athletes and coaches who made 2018 a special one for BYU hey, Sports.
1: that's a good one, man. I'm going to give it to everybody. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, you're a better man than me. I wouldn't have done that.
0: <laughs> Our question of the day, <laughs> what is the biggest BYU sports story of 2018? On Instagram, Caden21 uh, underscore elite agrees with you, says Zach Wilson. Zach Train. And how about this one? Another on Instagram, Tyler underscore Staten agrees with me. Volleyball's Final Four run and home dominance, and then he does give two, even though we only asked for one. Number two, BYU football's improvement and the display by the freshmen. Freshman play, yeah. For what, you know, regardless of why the freshmen were playing, unfortunately, a lot of it was because of injuries to other players. Freshmen got experience that will help this team moving forward. Our elite voice of the day. Is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Our lead voice of the day comes from Facebook. Uh, Linda Gordon-Chu says the biggest story is women's volleyball going to the Final Four. They were inspirational, but the most popular is Zach Wilson and the Cougars' outstanding win and records at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I know, look, 18 for 18. And, and if you're going with recency bias, it just happened as well. 18 for 18 is pretty difficult
1: to surpass. My perfect is better than your perfect, Jason. Just, <laughs> just, just going to throw that out there. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, the Graham, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It sounds so hip calling it the Graham. I don't
0: think I could say that. You
1: no, know, I'm kind of young. That is true. That
0: is true. I'm a millennial, I think. It's true. Maybe. For Brian, I'm Jason. Shout out to Brett Jepson. BYU Sports Nation returns on Wednesday, January 2nd. We will see you in 2019.